This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. Time to do the rest of the show. We'll have Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, joining us in about 20 minutes. Looking ahead here to week 15 in the NFL. We'll look at season-long stat leaders, where there's some value still out there across the league. And we'll talk some college basketball. Mike Rutherford, uh, a college basketball radio host, talking about the, um, the early season here. And I got to say, P- Paul has us all, you know, twisted in pretzel here. Uh, we'll get to college news because Paul apparently has a, a future out there on a, on a big long shot. He won't tell us who. So uh, we've been trying to guess it. Uh, and and I, I wonder how long until we get which team it is. And we've kind of reeled off every team that we think it could be. And he hasn't, he hasn't broke character. He's an answer. <laughs> yeah, it isn't answered any of our questions. It's <laughs> no. basically ignoring us like usual. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, we also, of course, talk to soccer here. Sebastian Salazar is about to join us from Qatar as the World Cup comes down to the end. The semifinals here of the World Cup. France mm-hmm. and Morocco um, are going to play coming up. And, of course, you know, you, you think about where we're at with, with this, with the World Cup and, and down the stretch. I mean, this has been – I saw – before we get to Sebastian, more people have watched the World Cup this year in the United States than watched March Madness. I mean, it, it has been very popular. I mean, wow. It's been popular to bet on, mm-hmm. popular to watch, and um, it, it has been a lot of fun. Let's get to him. Sebastian Salazar joining us right now from Qatar. Been with us a lot during the World Cup, and we've uh, appreciated his time. He's with us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in their bedrooms. The GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, Sebastian, let's start France and Morocco as we come down the stretch here in the World Cup. Give us your thoughts on this one. Yeah, so uh, it's interesting because France actually arrives uh, in the semifinal off probably their worst performance of the tournament. Granted, that was against their best competition, England, but a lot of people would say that that they were lucky to get through. That's also a, a testament to France. It's the one game where their star player, Kylian Mbappe, was was held off the score sheet. And so I think there's a, a good kind of idea here that Mbappe might get back on the score sheet. To score first, he's plus 300. I don't know that I love that, but anytime score at, at, at plus 120, I like that. And Olivier Giroud, who's the number nine, he's kind of the point man for France. Uh, he's been having a good tournament as well. He's anytime score at plus 175. I know I focus on the goal scorers first, but uh, if you know anything about Morocco, 
it's unlikely that there'll be a ton of goals in this game. They've conceded just once all tournament. That was way back in the group phase, and even that was kind of lucky. It was, a, it was an own goal um, against Canada. So as I look at the game lines and then kind of the, the totals, um, under one and a half, uh, 1.5 at plus 215 could real, be a real good value. I could see this definitely being like a one nothing victory for France. Um, and then the under two and a half is not as much of a value there at, at, at minus 150. But I don't see a lot of goals. And honestly, um, as great a story as Morocco has been, I just I don't see them doing much damage to this French team. I, I really think France is a is a considerable favorite here. And, and I really wouldn't be surprised to see if, um, if they were to win by, by two goals. And actually, France at minus one and a half in that case might be a good value there at plus 155. Yeah, I was going to go there um, as far as today with Morocco. A terrific story, but also I'd imagine not only betters, because, I mean, who, who has a future on Morocco, right? There's probably a lot, of, a lot of tickets on France and Argentina out there. But just yep. if you're not betting, if you if you just want the best ending, I'd imagine everybody that you're talking to out there is hoping France gets through today, so you get France Argentina in the end. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. Like if we went back to the beginning of the tournament, and I think we've talked about this, it was Brazil, France, Argentina that were were kind of in a, a tier of their own as the favorites. I, I think I said it on this show. I I didn't really know. I didn't really have faith in Argentina because I thought a lot of that was people speculating with their heart on, on Messi's last tournament. As it turns out, those people were right because Messi has, you know, in many ways dragged this team um, to the final. Brazil was a huge letdown for me. You know, their game against Croatia was one of those flukes of soccer. Croatia literally didn't get a shot on goal until the 117th minute. It took a wicked deflection and goes in, and then they win in the penalty shootout. Um, but France... France and, and Argentina is, is for a lot of people the dream final. The, the one thing I would say is, um, and I think we talked about this ahead of the either Portugal game or Spain game for Morocco. Um, it was very clear after the Spain game, so ahead of the Portugal game, the quarterfinal. They are effectively the home team here, and it's not like 60-40 or 70-30. It's like 90-10, um, and tonight... That's going to be really, really emphasized because not only is there, I don't know if there's any bodies left in Marrakesh or Casablanca. Like it seems like all of Morocco is here, but beyond that, the French fandom has not traveled well for this tournament. I think a lot of them uh, took umbrage with some of the issues uh, around Qatar and and all the stuff that was you know building up ahead of the tournament, whether it was migrant workers, their treatment, LGBTQ rights here in Qatar. And so they've not traveled. They're watching in record numbers back home. Um, and so for that end, you know, if, and I think we've said this before, if you value um, a home dog and, and you want to kind of root for something fun tonight, you will get an incredible value uh, in Morocco, either to advance or to win. But yeah, the dream final, the, the, the game that would be for some people like literally the biggest game in soccer history, if you think of the narrative arc, France could win you know, back-to-back World Cups for the first time since 58 and 62. And Messi, after an absurd 15-year prime of dominating the sport to finally cap it off with the one thing he doesn't have. Um, I don't know what the most watched sporting event in world history is, but I bet you this World Cup final, if it is France-Argentina, will push it. Yeah. And speaking of Messi, do you think there's still any value left to bet on him for top goal score at plus 160? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm actually like going back to our last chat. I think I said other than Mbappe, um, the, the guy who was the best bet outside of that was Richarlison, who uh, is a striker for Brazil. And then they go out in the quarterfinals. So um, take everything, you know, take everything you hear here with a, a grain of salt. I do think there's a good value there with Messi. Again, we have to go back to the fact that, as you've seen, he takes their penalty kicks. And that is just such a crucial element um, when you talk about goal scores, especially in this in this era of VAR, the, the video assistant referee that, that allows you to like really look in on plays in the box, we're getting a lot more penalties. Because even if the ref doesn't see it at first, there's a need to look back at it again. And so uh, I think that's a, there's a big shout there for, for Messi. I don't have the, the odds in front of me right now, so maybe you can help me out with this. The other player that probably is actually lower odds than Messi and, and could catch Mbappe and maybe overtake him in the final is Julian Alvarez, the 22-year-old who scored twice last night. He's now got four for the tournament, and he's the finisher you know, to Messi's assists. And I think that is, that is what we may as well see in the final. Um, you, you may see a Julian Alvarez who, who breaks off two, and if he does, you know, that puts him at six, and we'll see what Mbappe does tonight um, and beyond. But those two Argentines, you know, Messi's probably not paying out as high because he's already – um, he's already up there on five, but I really think Alvarez could be a, a good value there as well. Um, Sebastian, let's circle back to, to France and Morocco. One thing I saw about Morocco, which is really interesting, uh, is they haven't trailed at all yet in this World Cup. They, ha- they haven't had a moment yes. where they've been down yet. Um, what? So two parts to that. One, is that more because of who they've played? And two, do you think they can come back? Or are they the kind of team they need to get up, stay up the way they play? Or do you think if they're down one nothing, they still come back, to, you know, and, and beat France? What do you make of that? Yeah. So the identifying feature of this Moroccan team is very much its defense, and beyond that, its defensive posture. They're just impossible to break down. They're they sit deep, and they really just tell the opposition, "Hey, like if you can do something world class, and really you're gonna have to string together three world class movements." You're going to have to beat our midfield line, which is extremely compact. You're then going to have to make another world-class pass to beat our defensive line. And then you're going to have to get it past our goalie, who's very good and red-hot right now. Um, Bono, who was actually born in Canada, but has become a, a star uh, overnight in Morocco for his performances. Not just because they haven't yet done it in this tournament, but because of the way that they're set up. I just don't think that if they go down... I don't, I don't think they can come back. And the reality here is when we look at how they've played in the last two games, they let the other team come, right? They let the other team come at them. They gave Spain 75% of the ball. Then they replicated that formula against Portugal, who got 74% of the ball and just couldn't really figure out a way to break them down. France is another level. And so I think if you give France that much of the ball, you're going to get broken down. And at that point, I don't know that they have the weapons going forward um, to create chances without kind of opening themselves up. And the thing about France is they're the most dangerous when you come at them, right? So it might take France a while to break Morocco down here, but they got speed to burn. It's not just Mbappe, it's Dembele on the wing. They've got Giroud right now, the finisher, and, and he's playing well. And if France gets into a, if it turns into a back and forth open game, which it will by definition become if France scores the first goal and Morocco has to launch themselves forward, I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. And at that point, um, you could see a second, you could see a third. That's why I kind of see that that France minus, you know, a goal and a half uh, 
as potentially a good payoff late in the game. Like, you might sweat for it. That second goal might not come till late. But I think if Morocco has to open themselves up, um, they'll concede before they equalize. Uh, Sebastian, let's circle back with some of these awards. Now, you talked about uh, Alvarez possibly as a long shot for the Golden Boot. Uh, just to follow up, he's 18-1 to 1 right now. So there's a ton of potential value there. Uh, golden Ball. Messi is minus 300. Mbappe plus 250. Is, uh, is, is there any way a long shot can come in? Or kind of do you, do you think boot ball, that they would sweep those? How, how would that work? And uh, if you have any opinions, because uh, Golden Glove is wide open. And then uh, the Fernandez for young player is minus 250. And your guy Bellingham plus 350 at this point. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Because Alvarez really just popped off. So let me, let's me let start with the young player of the tournament. Because I was really high on Jude Bellingham at first. Um, I thought there was almost a lock. And then the two goals in the quarterfinal for Alvarez. And now the fact that he's got four... Um, you know, to me, that's, that's pretty significant. So it's not coming up here for me. What is, what is, give me Alvarez's odds again. Uh, for which one are we on now? For young player of the tournament, for young player of the tournament. Uh, I see Fernandez minus 250, Bellingham, uh, plus 350. Bellingham plus 350. Yeah. Hmm. Second I still, I, that's an incredible value. That's an incredible value on Bellingham. Obviously, they've, they've shifted that because of the two goals um, in the quarterfinal, but sorry, in the semi. But if, mm-hmm. if Alvarez gets shut out in the final, which you know could absolutely happen, finals are always tight, low-scoring affairs usually, um, then I, 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 think, I think Jude Bellingham, for me, is still the young player of the tournament. There's some recency bias there for me. Um, with that, as far as Golden Ball is concerned, it's just such a bad like Messi at minus three hundred is such a bad value. But it's seeing be what him. he's done and the fact that they're in the yeah. final, yeah, it's going to be him. I mean, Mbappe, yeah. even if Mbappe wins and is the Golden Boot, I I just don't see people not giving Messi his flowers on his way out. I, I you know so so much of that is is kind of how people feel and and i think he's i think he's gonna win it yeah it's the way you send him off and he's done everything to this point to be that guy well well golden glove it's there's there's no minus money favorite it's it's just what we see in the next couple matches like everybody's plus money yeah so give me give me the i don't have that one here on uh, on the website that i'm using give me the what's bono at uh, he's plus 175, co-favorite with Martinez, also plus 175. Okay. And do they have Livakovic still listed? Yes, plus 500. Mm. All right, it's not going to be Hugo Lloris, I'll tell you that much right now. It's one of those three. Um. I, I like the value on Livakovic because he was he was great. I worry that having gone out in the semifinals and conceding three might hurt him. Um, mm-hmm. I would go Bono. Bono has you know there's a there's a, a narrative element to these awards and um, you know an African team making the semifinals for the first time. They've only conceded once to date. Just really makes me think that. That, that he might get that award. God, it's hard to pick. I bet, hold on, I got a former player here. 
Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Hercules Gomez. He's my co-host on Football Americas. Uh, who's gonna win Golden Glove? Bono or Dibu? Bono. Okay, he says Bono, so that's two for two. Better value than than Dibu. There you go. All right, then we'll bet it. That that sounds good to us, Sebastian. We always appreciate hopping on. Enjoy the rest of the World Cup, and uh, we appreciate all these spots. That was Sebastian Salazar on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Up next, Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. We'll look ahead to Week 15 in the NFL right here on the Beck All Network.